And welcome to the latest edition of the LC Patriot, the LC Pat Chat. Uh, I'm your host, Mr. Fleming, and today we have a couple of ladies that are super important to our campus. Um, some students and some parents might actually call them superheroes. Uh-huh. That's not funny. I think it's legit. I think that is hysterical. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So you've heard the voice. We have... Uh, a couple of our, of our awesome English teachers. We have Katie Wallace and uh, and Dana Castle here in the seat today. Guys, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Thank for, you having for having us. us. I'm very excited to uh, have you guys sitting, first of all, in my classroom, but but uh, uh, across from me <laughs> as well. Your room is bigger than mine. Yes. It's, uh, it's like royalty in my classroom. All right. So um, it's been a big couple of weeks for Miss Wallace. So first of all, congratulations, Teacher of the Month for January. Thank Woo-hoo. you. I know. Thank you so much. That's it's been amazing. It's a big deal. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I was very proud when I saw that. Um, and so just congratulations for being the Teacher of the Month for January. So what does an honor like that mean to you? So I was very pleased to receive the Teacher of the Month award. And it's, it's a beautiful trophy, first of all, or award, Crystal Apple Award. Legendary. Yes, it is. And for me, what it means is it's not just a reflection on me and what I have done. To me, it's a reflection on our whole team, our whole department. Our first semester, we definitely pulled together and had to make a lot of changes and our team came together and came through for each other. So I feel like as the department head, that probably reflects well on me, but overall it's the entire English department. And I feel like the the students and the parents, everybody, I think they really recognize the job, not only you have done, but what everybody has done down there in the 1100 hall. Absolutely. She's very humble. She spent hours having been a department head in a situation like the one we had this first semester, she doesn't give herself enough credit. It's a hard job. Yeah, absolutely. So we're very, very, very proud of you. you. And, and just thank you for that and everything that you've done. Um, so the, as you can tell, uh, the English department is a very tight group. Um, I, I think most of us who, who teach here, we, we pick up on the fact that um, you guys are a group that prides yourselves in being really close with the kids, especially. I mean, all of you yes. have had every single one of the kids as they go through high school, right? Um, so, but why do you think the 1100 hall is such a special place? Oh my gosh, the teachers in our hallway, we are a family. We are truly a family and um, maybe a little dysfunctional family, but a family nonetheless. Definitely and dysfunctional. We <laughs> There's a lot of support between the different teachers. Everybody gets along. Everybody likes each other. We're all willing to put in the time and the effort to help each other. Um, we do get to know the students on a, on a much deeper level because of their writing and their vulnerability and the stories that we read really bring out a lot of emotions. So I feel like with, um, with the relationships between the teachers that are belt, built, we have a lot of strong friendships. We have friendships outside of the school and within the departments within the different grade levels just the teams themselves are so strong and tight-knit i mean it's um the the kids always talk about their english teachers right um and i think that that's a testament to what you guys not in a bad way what's the smart for no not in a bad way way at all well miss castle we'll talk about you later Um, (laughs) (laughs) no but uh, but it's a good thing and i'll tell you you know you um you touched on 
the fall. And um, not to go into details or anything, but it's been a challenged, uh, a challenged fall, and that's okay. That's part of teaching high school. I mean, th- there's a lot of things that go on that I think a lot of parents or even people on the outside of a high school don't really understand necessarily. But uh, um, it's brought, I think, a lot of people closer together. Um, so that being said, let's close the book on the fall because, hey, you know, it's the spring now. What do you look it's- forward to the most in the spring? Well, of course, graduation, yeah. <laughs> May 22nd, right? It's bittersweet, so actually, right? It is. I have all seniors, so it's sad to, you know, you finally get to know them, and they really open up, and then and then they walk the stage, and they're, they fly the nest. So that's bittersweet. But for me personally, because I teach AP literature, I look forward to the AP test where the students can really show what they've learned and feel confident and feel proud of themselves. Springtime is a wonderful time to be a teacher for various reasons. Um, I think so, it's exhausting. Hello. Well, there's lots of things come, that the come out. Spring is exhausting. I mean, traditionally, I'm glad you brought that up, but traditionally the fall has always been one of those semesters that flies by, right? And the spring has always been kind of longer. But I tell you, this year the fall felt like timing-wise, it was just, it was the as calendar, long. The calendar was much more balanced. It is balanced. I always yes. felt like... I was so busy, everything was moving so fast in the fall, and then I get to the spring and think, why did I think the fall was so busy? Because I am, like, losing my mind now. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But it's not, I mean, I, I glanced, and we're, like, two weeks away from spring break. Right. Uh, we graduate, or we graduate the 23rd. The last day of school is May 22nd. Okay, Dana, you've I been here for a while. I have a plane ticket for May 23rd. No, but, but <laughs> do you really? Yes, I do. Well, wow. <laughs> All kidding aside, though, have you been here a while? Have we ever been out of school that early before? I mean, May 22nd. I don't think so. I don't think in the 20 years I've been at Lakeview. Maybe when I first started teaching 30 years ago. Yeah. Maybe. But it has been a long time. So it's since awesome. Since we got out, since mm-hmm. we've gotten out this early. I mean, that's, that's something to look forward to. We have 10 weeks of summer. I do count them. <laughs> 10 weeks of summer. That's amazing. That well, is good. more than After, we had yeah. last summer. I yeah, it was short. Mm-hmm. We had like Absolutely. Seven. Yes, it was. So we're looking forward to that. Rest, mm-hmm. relaxation, mm-hmm. Uh, yes. a plane ride right after when school is out. So like, don't we graduate on the 23rd? No, we graduate. We won't talk about that. No, wait. No. <laughs> it's the whatever the next day is. Okay, the 24th. Yes, the 24th. We were concerned that Danny Council was going to be a graduation. I'm always at graduation. Absolutely. Um, one last thing for you, uh, Ms. Wallace. Yes, um, because I just saw this come across uh, Twitter, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Tell us about ACDEC. What is yes. ACDEC? You're a ACDEC sponsor, coach, or how do you, yeah. how do you, uh, like, what do you label yourself? Are you a coach? Coach, yes. Okay, I'm ACDEC the coach. Academic Decathlon coach. So our team just finished competition. We had regionals competition last uh, Friday and Saturday. My team did amazing. It's a small team, so we have nine kids compete. And we brought home three medals, which is phenomenal because our competition is very, very tough. And for our three kids to actually medal um, just means the world to me. One of our students, Vanessa, she got a perfect score on her speech. That's exceptional. It certainly is. Uh, so uh, in a, on a regional competition, yes. perfect score on a thousand. Yes. A speech about unicorns. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to hear it because, yes, because she's that phenomenal. Now, real quick on that, and, I, and, and there's a lot probably to that, the competitive events when it comes to ACDEC, but it, are they 
graded more on structure, on content delivery, or how does that work for an event like that? I'm just curious. For for the for her, like how is she judged? I mean, what what gives her a perfect score of a thousand? Delivery, um, eye contact, presentation, the content of the speech, the interest level of the speech. Okay. So she did. She truly did give a speech about why do unicorns not exist? So it's about why they don't exist. So she broke lots of little girls' hearts, didn't she? She. (laughs) I think she's fighting for the little girls. I think she's fighting for the little girls. She is. Wow, that's exceptional. She is a really great person. She she is. So on top of being department head, you are also uh, the sponsor or a coach of an, an activity. That's exceptional. How do you find the time to do all of it? Well, thank goodness Academic Decathlon is an actual class that we have. So okay. we have a class. Um, my I coach, and I have another coach who coaches with me, Mrs. Okay. He Stand. Nice. And we both uh, balance the responsibilities between each other, and we have our competitions, our district competition, our regional competitions on the weekends, and um, it just... I don't know. I don't know how you balance everything because when you're an English teacher, you always have so much work to do and essays to grade and planning to do. So it goes above and beyond the worksheet world. She can also, like, you know, replace her garage door opener and, you know, sand her floors and build a whatever, a deck. She's crazy. She's a jack of all trades. She is crazy. Really seriously awesome. do anything. She really can. Uh, and, and I will tell you, as a sponsor of, a, of an organization, too, it's one of those things that I love my daily, my daily classes. I love my classes. But I will tell you, my organization, the kids that are probably in ACDEC, um, my, my kids that are in DECA, those kinds of things, it's, there's a different a different feel for those kids too because you really work with them. And to see the, the success in a competitive event just takes it to a whole other level. I mean, would you agree with that? Yes. Yes, it's it's nice because you do you are able to get to know the students on a personal level and cheer them on and be their support system, but also to see them be, become a successful person and to grow with Academic Decathlon because it is a nationwide organization and very well recognized and well esteemed um, group. But it prepares the students for college and for life because they're learning skills like giving speeches and interviews and writing essays and curriculum that spans from economics to literature to science to math. All of these things are covered in one single competition. I mean, it sounds great. So um, on from regionals, they have, they have state, right? They do. When is that? That is in April. Okay, so we will definitely be watching to see what happens there and uh, how successful they are at that next level. So thank you so much for, uh, for talking to us. Hang around a little bit. We're going to talk to uh, somebody that's very near and dear to you next. Um, well, near because I'm sitting beside Well, her, literally, proximity and... I love you. <laughs> and in the heart. We have, um, and she told me not to say this, but I'm going to anyway because it is definitely the elephant in the room. We have a Lakeview Centennial legend in the room, and I think a lot of people would agree with that. We have Dana Castle sitting right across from me. Thank you so much for being here. The, the, uh, the, the legend. Um, so you have been here, like you said earlier, a long time, right? I think this is my 21st year here. 21 years. So, 22nd. Um, 22nd. 22nd. This is my 30th year teaching. Teaching. So now. 27. 22 here. Okay. I think. And for like some math, reason. I don't do my numbers. I want to ask this, but I, I'm afraid that I'm wrong on this. You, were you a student here too? 
Absolutely, class of 83. Wow. Okay, so say your slogan. What was your slogan? We're the Patriots from LC. We're the class of 83. I wish we still did that. I do too. I mean, I, that's something that I hope the kids or somebody brings back because those are really funny. And I wonder when they stopped doing that. Do you even know? No. So you're the class of 1983. Okay, so you have been here in this building. Since 1979. Wow. I've been a Patriot since 1979. So how how is this building, and you're probably going to say it hasn't, but how has this building <laughs> changed? Oh, it's changed. The building has? Sure. Some people would, would argue. So it really has. So how's the, how has Lakeview Centennial, let's just say this, how has Lakeview Centennial changed? Okay, physically uh, changed. Yeah. Well, just in general. That's a loaded question. Go. I mean, that's a that's loaded a broad question, question, right? Right. I was going to go with the physical. Okay, changes. physical building, go. Okay. Um, Upstairs across from the library. Yeah. That used to be like a half wall. You could see down into the commons. You could see like it was open or was it glass? It was, oh, I, uh, I think it was open at one point and then maybe it was glass. You used to have I couches there, right? Uh, there were carols there, individual like study carols there. What's when, a study carol? Oh. Uh, <laughs> like a little isolated nook? Isolated book. Like a. Like a, like yeah, a like cubby? A, like yeah, a cube? Yeah, like a cube. A Cubicle? Cubby. Right. Something to study? like that. Mm -hmm. Wow. So kids actually study between classes? Oh, no, no, no. It's just okay. to hang out? <laughs> so it's no different back then than it is now? Uh, not that part. Not that part. <laughs> okay. Well, so that was different. You know, what we else? we didn't have 20 portables. Well. We didn't have the new band hall. Right. Um, you know where the testing closet is? Those two closets in the cafeteria yeah. on either side, okay. those weren't there. What were they? I think they weren't there at all. They're just I think those got built at some point. Okay. Those two closets. I don't think they were there originally. And the hallways were kind of the same as they are now? Yes. From when it came to like departments we, and those kinds of things? Mm-hmm. Did people use their lockers? Oh, yes, oh, we that's did. that's a great question. We sure did. We you, sure did. You know, I'm noticing. All the kids did in the, in the 80s. Are y'all noticing down there in your hall? Y'all, here I am saying y'all. But are, do you notice in your hallway that kids are starting to use those more? Or I think I see a few Only more the band there. kids, really. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. if you have to haul stuff around. Do. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about... Um, that's the building. But what about the, the school in general? How has it changed? I know since Rowlett opened in 1996, those are a little bit, the school changed considerably. Considerably. And, you, and you've been here through all of that, right? Uh, I came back in 98. Okay. So kind of right there. As we right used to, as we like to call the good old days, right? You know, <laughs> we've had good days. We've had bad days. Yeah. Uh, you know, 22 years here is like, it's been like a roller coaster. Sure. You know, it was... And especially when I take into account my feelings about it and the student body and the spirit mm -hmm. um, in the 80s, this was where everybody wanted to be. Yeah. And then after Rowlett opened, you know, nobody wanted to be here. Right. It was, you know, <laughs> we never had to share our classrooms. You could always get through the hallways. Right. It was... You know, I, like that. But I think that, I mean, not to always, I mean, not to get, get too stuck on the like negative aspects of it, but I think that it's, it's perspective, right? Would you agree with that? Perspective in the sense that um, of the ebbs, and flows, ebbs of the, and flows of the life of a high school. Absolutely. And how it changes. At one point, nobody wanted to be here. Everybody wanted to be at South. Right. That's flipped. It's probably on the way flipping back. You know, that just a, is a give and take i think yeah. throughout the district when you've got choice of school we are on target um i got i saw some numbers today we are on target to be the number two high school in garland isd next year size wise does that blow your mind 
It's a little scary. It's, yeah. yeah, that's what I was I know. Say. I know from the obvious, from a space perspective. But like you were saying earlier, there was a time 15, 20 years ago that nobody wanted to be here. And now right. it feels like everybody does. For whatever reason, it's, uh, it's interesting to see mm-hmm. how it changes. And you've it seen is, it all. It, it, I have seen a lot. I have seen that educational pendulum swing a couple of times, a few so, times. So you said education. So how has education changed in 20 years? Or in 30? 30. 30. Um, for instance, evaluations, teacher evaluations. Sure. Right? Those used to be focused on what the teacher was doing. It was all teacher-based. Right. Now, it's student-based. Yeah. It's about what's happening, what the kids are doing, how they're interacting. So that's a, a really big change. Yeah. An unfortunate change, though, is that education has become so test-driven. Sure. And, and I think it's a real shame. Yeah. I think it's a real shame. It's hard, and I can understand that. I, I don't teach a core class that ends in an EOC. I get that whole side of it, so it's hard for me to relate. Um, but I can absolutely see where it's so hard to kind of stay in the lane, so to speak, trying to get from point A to point B, and you have to get to point B. And all your kids have to get to point B. And if you don't get to point B, then what, right? Right. You're judged on how the, far the, down the road you, know, you got. You know, it all rolls downhill, unfortunately. Yeah. Lots of metaphors. But <laughs> lots of metaphors. Yeah. But, you know, because I work in the testing closet, I have seen what that pressure does. You yeah. know, I have had to box up tests that were vomited on because the kids were so nervous taking sure. that test. That's that's reality. And that is and it reality. should not be that way. Yeah. Sadly, it, it does. It's not way. a reflection of what the student really <clears throat> can do and how successful they'll be in life. It's, you know. De- it's it one day. Be dependent it's one. It's a snapshot. It's one day in on that a one kid's test. life. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. We know, I know we have that time coming up, but I will tell you, um, you guys do a great job preparing. Well, I know you you individually don't necessarily teach a class that has that EOC, but as a department, right? The department head and the head of testing. Um, you work together to really prepare kids to do the best they can, and that's really all you can do, right? We work harder than anybody. Is that the end of the day? That's where it's at. It, it is hard, hard work. Yeah. Grading the essays. If, if you do this job the way it needs to be done so that the kids can become better readers and better writers, right. you, you work hard. And I think that lots of people appreciate you for it. I think so, right? They love me when they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so how is education the same? If it's, if it's changed a lot based on some of the things you said, how is it the same? How is high school the same? Every day is different. Okay. Kids are still kids. There's this kind of magical, redeeming aspect to it. I can mess up. You can. Today. Yeah. But I get a a new chance tomorrow. Yeah, and I think that that's something, as as somebody who has worked um, in industry and stuff, it's not like that. Whereas in education, you get a new day, a new week, a new semester, a new grading cycle, a new year, and uh, you get to hit reset a lot. Yes, we do. And, and that keeps it fresh. Um, you know, I've, I've taught for 30 years, and I've never used the same lesson plan twice. Wow. Every year, it's something different. Well, because the I kids I want to go different. in a different direction. The kids need something different. I'm, I'm uh, sh- pushing myself to learn, you know, new materials. And new techniques? Technology, dare I say that? Please don't. <laughs> but it's a lot. And those are expectations that come, come, I'm a uh, come at us, right? I'm a Luddite. 
Give them a piece of paper and a pencil and you're yes, good to sir. go. And guess what? Yes, the sir. research is, t- is turning back that way. Yeah. Right. They need to be reading a hardcover book. Mm-hmm. Hard, right. What is that word? Hard, hard print. Yeah. Hard print. print book. They need to be writing. They need to be annotating it. But, uh, but I'll tell you, if anybody um, trusts judgment, it's, the, it's your judgment. I think that if the more you say that and the more things that you bring to the light of people, I think people would absolutely believe what you're saying. I mean, abs- I think absolutely. Why not, right? Don't look at me like that. It's legit. <laughs> well, it's you are a the legend. Yeah. How many this. kids? Hold on. Whoa. How many kids have you seen, though, over the last 30 years? Oh. How many? Do the, I mean, ballpark I number. Can't ma- I can't math that. Right. Because you're an English teacher, right? 30 times. A lot. 200. Let's say 30 times a lot. A ton. A ton of kids. Um, it's funny, though, but I'm not the legend. See? Mm. I emulate the legends. I don't know about that. The but only that reason you don't know about that is because 40 years ago, we didn't have Facebook yeah. and Twitter. Okay. You go to the Elsie alum page on Facebook. Yes. I've done that. And you look at the comments that they make about the true legends of the English Hall. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Let's do an experiment. Tonight, I'm going to go on there and I'm going to post. I'm just going to post an article on the alumni page. and I'm just going to say two words, Dana Castle. And we're going to see what the comments say. Can we do that? I mean, okay. <laughs> Listen to her voice shake. She's I don't scared. Think, I don't think the kids I taught are on the alum page. But hold so. on. But that, but that's a great uh, segue into this. It, it's, it's the juxtaposition, right, of being the most feared. Some would say, hold on, now stay with me. You read this question already. But the juxtaposition of being the, being the most feared yet, I will tell you, once kids graduate, the most loved teacher arguably on this campus. You Thank realize you. that, right? Thank you. Because kids don't I, realize what you do until they're gone. They this love me true. when they're Especially gone. Especially collegiate. They love me when they're gone. Um, what's that feel like? Uh, it's very humbling. How so? Because, again, I'm emulating the legends. I, I, not only did I graduate from here, I student taught here. Okay. And I student taught here with my senior English teacher, who was this very quiet, diminutive lady who would perch on her desk like a little bird. And I loved Barbara Caldwell. And then there was Glenda Newkirk. <laughs> These are names that some people are probably like, oh, my goodness. Yes, they are. I promise you, they are like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Glenda was loud. She was inappropriate. <laughs> I thought I would become Barbara Caldwell, but I became Glenda Newkirk. Are you saying you're inappropriate? No, not at all. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> I, um, my mother instilled in me a very strong work ethic. Yeah. I don't know how to not give myself my whole self yeah but i think that that shows in your classes right um, i hope so yeah i hope it does but i want so much for them and i want to push them just until it hurts a little bit because here's the safety net here i can catch them when they fall I want them to be prepared for anything that happens next year when it comes to academics. College, life, whatever. Right. Um, it's, 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 while I love the pieces of literature I teach, that's not the most important thing I'm teaching. What are you teaching? I hope I'm teaching them how to think for themselves. Okay. I hope I'm teaching them how to push themselves. I hope I'm teaching them to want more than good enough. 
And I think that that's one thing that the English department does so well. It's not just about the curriculum anymore. It's about life. It's about what's going on around us. It's about social activism. I mean, you walk down there in, the, in that hallway and you listen to some of the conversations that are happening. It's not just about grammar and classic literature. You, you speak of and help the kids see the world for what's maybe not what it really is, but what's going on. Would you agree with that? The voice, so to speak? Maybe I mean, sometimes what it might possibly someday be. Yeah. Like almost like a utopia look? Or what do you mean by that? No. I just think, you know, we, we should strive for better. Always, yeah. You know, we should want more from ourselves and for ourselves. But not, ev- I mean, I'm not doing all those wildly progressive, amazing things. I'm still pen and paper looking at a piece of literature. But there are some incredible teachers out there that really are pulling in real world and making those kinds of connections. So one last thing for you. I asked, um, I won't say names, but I've asked a handful of former students. um, Well, no, 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 no. This is not that bad. Um, But um, this is what they said. I said, what did you think of of, of Miss Castle, right? And so um, the idea is, is the graduates always say how much they loved your class but they just didn't know it at the time. Um, I hear that time and time and time again because it's not only preparing them for college, and some would say your class is harder than some freshman, sophomore, even junior um, college classes, but it's just how you prepared them, like you said earlier, to think for themselves and how to be prepared for what's next. That's pretty special coming from so many young people, right? That's that's making a difference, right? I hope so. And um, I think that that's commendable. I had teachers that made a difference. There were, there were English teachers on this campus that changed my life. They really, truly did. And, and saved me in a lot of ways. And that's what we could hope that you, that's we all do every single day, right? Exactly. Well, thank you so much. I have a, um, a couple more things here, and then we're going to wrap it up. Um, let's see. Uh, Miss Wallace. So um, your happiest moments, what do you celebrate the most when you teach? Oof. Okay, so I would say my happiest moments are, it's, again, it just goes back to the relationships with the students. So it's usually not always in class. It'll be after class or during lunch or at the end of the day when everybody else is gone and the students come back in and they want to open up or share something personal going on in their life or a struggle or they need your advice. And, and just to know that there's that level of respect there and that you might have some words of wisdom to share with these students to help them figure out who they are. So in our class, you know, we do read a lot of literature and our literature tends to focus on one, like really figure, finding themselves. They're, they're discovering who they are and what type of person they wanna be. And I think during high school, people tend to struggle with who they want to be and who their parents expect them to be and what society expects them to be. So when they find the strength to come to somebody and decide, like, this, this is what I'm struggling with, can you help me with that? To me, those are the most special moments. Wow. Ms. Castle, what about you? I have a poster in my room that says, who do you want to be? And I tell the kids at the beginning of the year, if you allow it, literature can show you who you are 
and who you want to be and who you don't want to be if you let it. Mm-hmm. The best days are the days when I'm walking around the room while they're discussing and I hear someone say something that is just so genius and they teach me something. That is the best day. And after 30 years, that still happens. It happens all the time. Isn't that awesome? It is so awesome. Um, what's your favorite book? To Kill a Mockingbird is the Great American Novel. Okay. Miss Wallace, what about you? Favorite book? A Thousand Splendid Sons. Oh, so wow. Good. So You good. guys had that already on the tip of your tongue, did yes. you not? Well, you get, do you get asked that a lot? No. <laughs> wow. It's, it's, that's a hard question. Of course yeah. it is. And, and again, that's why I asked it. I said that it's the Great American Novel. It is. What's my favorite book? I don't have a favorite. I have some favorite lines. I have some favorite characters. I can't pick just one. It's like Lay's potato chips. Yeah, I mean, I get that totally. So some words of advice for young people and parents. So let's, let's wrap this up on a good note. So some words of advice for parents and students. Because, I mean, 30 years. How long have you been teaching as well? Six. Six years. I mean, there's some, there's some history here. So what's some advice for parents that are have your kid like at middle school or something like that? What, what, okay, get to, on the roller coaster. I have to speak to Collegiate Academy then. Fine. Relax. Mm-hmm. It's not for everybody. You can't want it more than your kid does. Um, I think there are so many great opportunities in this building for advanced academics, even college credit. Uh, but it doesn't have to be for everybody. Right. And don't, I, I, don't, I don't like it when a parent maybe like forces a kid to take an advanced class when they know that's not a strength for them. That doesn't make sense to me. That frustrates me as the teacher. You know what I mean? I think so. Um, let the kids be kids too. Let the ki- mm-hmm. kids, there's right. no time for them to be kids. <laughs> I, I would not, I tell my students this all the time, I would not have been in my class. I, I would not have been able to take my class. They would take that one of two ways. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll see you later, Miss Castle. Exactly. My class is, is hard. Well, good. And I know it is. It obviously and, pays off. And I'm not as smart as they are, quite frankly. I don't know, but I mean, you, you obviously in- influence them. Miss Wallace, what about you? So my advice to the parents um, is coming from a place where when I was one of our youth leaders at church and during these youth groups, the, the kids would open up and talk about stuff that they struggled with and what they needed. And the thing that I heard over and over from all these students that came from different walks of life, it doesn't matter how old they are. The group that I was teaching was in um, teens. And as a teacher of senior students, for the parents, they just want to know that you love them and you are proud of them, regardless of the grade on their report card or how many college applications they've gotten. They want to know that their parent is proud of them and they love them. Absolutely. It's powerful. And I feel like the par- like we just get, parents get so caught up with, you want to push your student or your kid to do the best that they can. And you do want to encourage them to try harder and try harder. But, I mean, slow down and enjoy the moment and just let them know how you really feel. For the students, what I would say for their senior year is 
do your best, but enjoy the ride. And so if you don't have to work, don't get a job. Make sure that you can go to homecoming and go to the games and go to prom and join those clubs and be the president or the treasurer of some organization and take an elective that you've never taken before and make a new friend because and dress up on all our theme days because you don't get to do that in college like this high school is such a unique time in somebody's life and you don't get to recreate it later unless you're a high school teacher of course um and i will never graduate <laughs> right. but no but you but bring up a good point i will tell ride. you i mean we're all close to the same age and uh, you think back a little bit <laughs> play along <clears throat> but no you look back and you think to yourself as much as high school might have been annoying it was still really truly even you know, on your worst day something that was truly special if you really let it be absolutely and if you don't let it be um i wouldn't say it's something that you regret for the rest of your life but you remember those days the good old days or whatever you want to call them and you'll, you'll always go back to them for better or for worse so now you have your chance to make it better than worse right I think that some of our kids forget that. Yeah, it's about pers perspective. And I feel like if they just realize, like, this, this is a great time of your life. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. What comes after this is college and stress and you're buying a house and you're paying your taxes and you have your job. But right now is such a unique opportunity just to have friends and do your best and, and be part of something special. I'm inspired. Yeah. Thank you guys for being here today. <laughs> this is ex this is exactly what I think we hoped it would be. So great conversation, and uh, we got to see a different side maybe of the two of you, and hopefully it, it was a good thing for everybody who's listening. So thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us.